When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Clearing later on tonight, we've got a high of 18, dropping to a low of 10. Looking ahead, fine weather tomorrow and a high of 19. Catch every game of the 2023 NRL Playoffs live on SENZ. Getting you through your workday one hour at a time. This is Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. G'day team, what a weekend of sport, holy hecamole, we, we only have three hours, uh, but jeepers, creepers, so much stuff to cover for you fine folk out there, of course we've had one, two, three, four, about eight games of uh, Rugby World Cup, we've had the Warriors, uh, Liam Lawson, fantastic effort from him to get, uh, I nearly said podium, get points in the Formula One. And of course, Foxy, just absolutely incredible in the BMW. Um, winning that, coming from a wee way back, triple bogey, I think it was the third or fourth hole. And then what an absolute tear. Now, it was the middle of the night, but there will be replays and highlight packages when you get home after work today. Watch it. It's just an unbelievable. Come from behind or off the pace. Just lapped them. Fantastic. Um, Bruce Young will be joining us later in the show, a regular correspondent with us. Um, put it all into perspective for us. Of course, Bruce, Bruce a wonderful um, analyst, former professional caddy. He knows how important and how hard this BMW PGA Championship is to win. Also, uh, just touching on the league, fantastic win by the Warriors. Um, I was there and the pre-game atmosphere probably beat in-game atmosphere for a lot of sports that I've been to. It was just incredible, just incredible. And for me, the best performance by the Warriors for a couple of months, and it was their defence, because I was so worried about the Knights and their free-flow attacking style and Caelan Ponger and Dom Young and Greg Marju. Um, They just didn't feature. So defensively, brilliant. And we need to do that again against Brisbane this week. Just brilliant. We'll have Louis Brown, uh, former Warrior. We'll talk about that. 
can you believe, a 30-point win against Newcastle. And, as I just mentioned to Smithy, Louis Brown uh, ran his first marathon yesterday. We touched on it last week, um, and uh, we'll see how he's how he's shaped up today. Um, probably less than 24 hours from crossing the finish line. So Louis Brown at 2 o'clock. And at 1 o'clock, uh, Ofisa Tonu'u, former All Black halfback, um, talking about uh, the Samoa, Tonga, Fiji influence on this World Cup and also on our halfbacks. I really want to get inside uh, a former top halfback's mind about Cam Roygaard. I, I did say I didn't want false sense of security after an All Black uh, high-scoring win against a lower team. Um, and I think everyone has got that in check, but... I just thought Cam Cam Roygaard showed us the skill set that I think we really, really need at, on the bench at least, at least. Um, but there's so much to go through. We have got so much stuff for you to consume, consume, not eat, consume through your earlobes. This is our Rugby World Cup Highlight Hour. Twelve to one every weekday during Rugby World Cup 2023. This is the Rugby World Cup Headline Hour on Afternoons with Staffy. Headline Hour, Headline Hour, not Highlight Hour, Headline Hour. We are going to start. Uh, well, I have to start with Eddie Jones again. Another press conference, another masterclass by Eddie Jones. I'd love to play you the whole 20 minutes and just sit back and and enjoy it. The barbs. And the, the the sharp wit of Eddie Jones, but he had to front the media after being beaten by Fiji, twenty-two points to fifteen. So let's go to Eddie in the press room. His initial feeling on the loss? Uh, well, obviously disappointed. Uh, you know, we started the game very uncharacteristically, not like us. You know, we've been really sharp at the start of games. We've played with a fair bit of pace and precision, and today we were sloppy. Yeah, whether that was the physicality of Fiji, um, and then from that, uh, we, you know, we had times in the game where we got on the front foot, but we we struggled to get on the front foot. And the full congratulations to Fiji. You know, they they played really well, and it's a, a deserved victory for them. And and you know, I'm really pleased for them as a team. And we've got some work to do. You know, we've got Wales next week. Uh, yeah, the great thing about the World Cup tournament is not the end of the road. Um, yeah, we've got Wales next week, so we need to kick some stones tonight, um, work out where we can improve quickly, um, and then get on with the game against Wales. And the other thing, Eddie has been a big, you know, trust me, um, we know what we're doing, uh, believe in us. So what is the message to the fans from Eddie, the very same Eddie that said, just believe? Uh, we'll get ready for Wales. I don't, I don't catch the fans, mate. I appreciate all their support. Um, we're doing our absolute best, and I apologise. It's my fault. I take full responsibility for it. Uh, and there was sort of an admission am- amongst the room that Australia lost the physical battle. Eddie was asked, uh, with no Will Skelton and no Taniella Tupo, did that add to the loss of that physicality? Well, let, let's start off. We, we can't blame the loss on Tupo or Skelton's. Uh, not being there. We've got to be good enough to be able to cope with that. Um, and the penalties, um, when, you're, when you're not on the front foot, it's, it's, it's 
it's quite easy to give away penalties. Um, so I'm not worried about our discipline. I'm worried about not getting on the front foot. You know, we, game of rugby, any game of rugby, you've got to get on the front foot. And if you can't get on the front foot, then you, you're battling it. Um, yeah, it was always going to be a tough day in terms of the the officialing of the game. We knew that, uh, expected that, but we weren't good enough to cope with it. And of course, whenever a coach loses, they're always asked the perennial question, what positives can you take from the loss? Yeah, just the fight we showed, mate. You know, I've, I've seen teams go away against when Fiji's like that, and we didn't. We stuck in there, hung in there. You know, we just couldn't get one part of our game really going. You know, if we were able to get our mall going, that could have changed the game, but we couldn't get that going. We didn't get any ascendancy in the scrum and we were beaten at the breakdown. So that was difficult things about it. And instead of paraphrasing this question from an Australian journalist, I just thought it's classic Eddie will play the question and Eddie's answer. Uh, sorry, Eddie. Sonny Bill uh, Williams was talking on Stan afterwards and he talked about how he felt for Carter to not be able to go back to the hotel and have someone like a Quaid or a Bernard Foley to talk him through. Uh, do you have like any... Regrets, I guess, are not having an experienced 10 here with you. And who is there and what will they, uh, you know, be saying to Carter to help him through? Uh, well, when you're a television commentator, you're always right, mate. So maybe I need to become a television commentator. Then I'll, then I'll be right all the time. Um, look, we've gone with a, a young team. I've got no, no um, regrets at all. We're building a team for the future and we're going to go through some pain. And some of the young players are going to go through some pain. And that's generally how you, you have an apprenticeship. Um, he's got plenty of support. And, of course, they do have Wales in their sights. So what's Eddie's thoughts on the Welsh team since Warren Gatlin took over? Yeah, well, you know, I think they've gone back to, to a traditional style of Welsh play. You know, a lot of the play comes off bigger, um, their, their defence has improved uh, and their line-out's improved. You know, they are big changes in their, their game since Warren's taken charge. So, you know, they'll be a tough team to beat, mate. And, of course, um, it's, a, it's a, well, not a record loss, but a record margin since um, Fiji last beat Australia. Eddie was asked, um, does it hurt? Uh, well, it definitely hurts, mate. It hurts personally, yeah. 100%. Um, uh, and as I said, I'm 100% responsible for it. You know, I've, I've gone down the line of picking a young team and I want this young team to be a good team. At the moment, we had a bad day today, which can happen, um, and we've got to be better next week. So that's my responsibility. And there's a common theme in a lot of these press conferences with uh, the top-tier nations coaches asked about um, the next tier down, and so does Eddie Jones think Fiji deserve more exposure at the top table? Well, I can't, I'm not an administrator, that, mate, but all I can say is that they've got a quality team, they're well coached, um, and, and, you know, they're a team at the end of their cycle. You know, they've got a very experienced team, uh, guys probably close to their peak, um, yeah, and we're at the beginning of our cycle, but I, I thought they played really well. And the, the good thing for the for Fiji now, you know, the, the development of the drawer in bringing those young players through, like the, the hooker who comes on in the second half, you know, he's a, he's a quality player and he's become a quality player through training full time with the drawer, drawer, sorry, apologies, drawer, and also 
playing with the draw at a higher level. And I think that's the real benefit for Fiji rugby. And if they can keep growing that, keep growing that system, there's no reason why they can't be in the rugby championship, mate. I love them, mate. Everything's mate. It's great. Um, and finally, he has talked about this is a very young team, low on experience, and that was an intentional thing. Uh, but the question is, how do you pick up a young team after a loss like this? Well, it's like any, any game. You know, you try to learn from the game. You try to work out what you've got to do next week. Um, accept that we didn't play well. Try to work out why we didn't play well. Um, but take the positives out of it and, and build for next week. Like, young teams no different from an older team, except that a younger team has more variation in, in their performance. And that's what we're seeing at the moment. And it's not good variation. So we've got one week to fix it. As a matter of fact, I just thought I'd play you just a couple of clips, or three actually, from Michael Hooper. A lot of people were amazed he wasn't at this World Cup and he's part of the analysis team with Stan Sport. So here's what uh, the great Michael Hooper said when asked what went wrong, where did Fiji win this game? Yeah, I think what was happening, like the Fijians were getting such good go forward. So we move Carter and take Carter off and move uh, Dono into the front line. Now, what are the Fijians going to do? They're going to keep running down that channel. So even in just that aspect, it was hard. And then not to mention, you know, that Carter's been doing the lion's share of the work at 10 and then doesn't even get to, you know, probably get much at training. So it's a really interesting one to do at 48, 49 minute mm. mark. Um, you know, it's, I think this game's, again, asked a lot more questions than probably answers. Mm. It does. Um, Eddie Jones' use of the bench. Hooper's thoughts? We've talked about you need to win your games now, and this was at one of our bigger ones at the pool, so we needed to get that done. Um, again, a, a few question marks. Uh, Sully scores that try. So I am a huge fan of getting your reserves on. Like, why would you leave reserves on the bench till under 10 minutes? Like, get them on the field, get them out there and rip into it. Um, but taking Samu off, I, I think he's probably a guy that I would love to have seen go on 80, um, particularly with what's coming up next week. Maybe there was a bit of preservation in there, like wanting to not, um, you know, go go some injuries, um, but we'll have to wait and see. And finally, what does Michael Hooper think the, uh, the Wallabies need to do now? We have got to be really good at focusing on what we can control this week. We've got to look at nothing but the Wales game and how we can influence that game. If we start thinking, oh, we could be an Aussie team that gets knocked out of a pool, then our mindset is totally gone and lost. So if we can bring it back to thinking about, OK, as a player, how can I deliver best for this team on the weekend? We'll do really well. Uh, we're going to bring you some clips uh, after the break from um, the Island Tonga game. But just quickly, uh, Wales, they beat Portugal 28-8. Coach Kiwi, Warren Gatland, um, happy with the bonus point, but uh, the journalist said, is there still lots to pick out from this performance? Yeah, no, happy, happy with the bonus point. If, if someone said you'd had uh, 10 points from the first two games, uh, we've been pretty happy with that. Look, there wasn't, there were aspects of today we've probably uh, have gone on there and probably tried to play a little bit too much rugby early on and didn't need, didn't play a bit more territory, be a bit more direct, but you know, some of those players haven't had a, a lot of rugby and making that many changes with a short turnaround. So you know, I just spoke to him in the change rooms and said, look, job done. We've got the uh, five points, so we can be happy with that. And just you know, for, for some players to be honest about their own performance and where they can improve as well. Whoops, mic on. Uh, also, his overall reflection on the team by performance, half by half. 
Yeah, it's not uh, it's not easy at the moment sitting in the box. You know, it's a, bit, a little bit stressful, but you know, the, the message at half time was that uh, you know it was 21 minutes ball and play time at half time. So we've kind of done that that job uh, in terms of trying to take their feet away from them in terms of uh, they'd thrown everything at us in that first half, that first sort of 20 minutes, and and probably they didn't have the same sort of opportunities in the second half in terms of putting us under that sort of pressure but we probably didn't help ourselves as well in, in terms of managing that so um, like, yeah, we sit there we were just conscious of how important for for us to get that bonus point at the end and um, you know the the one that was ruled as a, a non-try with Tom Francis I'm looking at that and going like, you know he just stopped and stood still so I don't know where he's supposed to go in that situation when he's Actually, in front of the ball, so that was that was that was a little bit frustrating. But you know, we we've regrouped and um, you know when we've run hard and, and and won those collisions, that's when we we looked uh, dangerous. And then probably at times we're a little bit lateral. But um, like I said, is it's good that we've given you know, everyone in the squad a, an opportunity and, and some rugby, and so we can. Got a little bit more time in terms of preparation before Australia and then we can start sort of focusing and looking forward to that. And finally, Warren Gatlin was asked uh, how good it is for the game to see the game of rugby, global game of rugby, to see teams like Portugal and Uruguay doing so well. I thought Uruguay were, were outstanding. It was great and it's, it's brilliant for the game. You know, it's probably, uh, you know, we've seen a couple of blowouts, but, um, you know, we've seen, um, you know, I think it's fantastic with... with uh, Portugal sort of, um, I thought they played well tonight and, and um, showed a lot of enterprise. And then uh, you could argue that Uruguay were pretty unlucky in a, in a few situations as well. So you know, we were aware of that. And, you know, maybe it's, I think it's important that we continue from a rugby perspective, you know, continue to help develop these tier two nations. And, and maybe, you know, it might be a situation where you know, we're able to increase the number of uh, teams in the World Cup to say 24, and then I think that would continue to help grow the game. And and um, you know, that, that that's an important aspect because you don't want the top tier nations dominating World Cups. You want you want upsets. And uh, as long as I'm not a part of it, so <laughs> um, and I think it's it's a real positive, um, you know, going forward and to see teams competing and and. And, and pushing other teams close. Oh, I'm finding it really heartening that the coaches and captains from all of the top teams are all embracing and I think sending a pretty powerful message to world rugby that the likes of Fiji, Portugal, Uruguay um, need a bit more of a diet of meaningful rugby. I think it's great. Um, we will take a break. Still to come, we've got um, Michael Alatoa and Salilia Mapusua. Uh, from the Samoan camp and also the Ireland and Tonga presses as well. There's some good stuff coming up. Stick around. Yes, team, we got some uh, highlight uh, headline now the Rugby League, uh, Rugby Union, Rugby World Cup 2023. <sighs> I'll get there. Samoa. Um, I think one of the last teams to play in the World Cup. 43-10, they beat Chile. Uh, Michael Alatoa, the captain, 
uh, was mentioned him. It had a bit of a slow start. Then they took control. What was the skipper's overall take of the game? Yeah, I wouldn't say it's, it was a slow start because um, you have to give credit where credit's due. And Chile came out of the blocks firing. Uh, it seemed like they took a lot of energy from from the crowd. There's a lot of Chile supporters here, and 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 for from our perspective, we we definitely noticed that as well. And um, it being our first World Cup game, it took us a lot. Uh, took us a bit longer than we than we needed it to 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 get into the game, but. Uh, it was great to get that try before halftime and, and swing some momentum back our way. Yeah. And Coach Salela Mapasua uh, had waited a long time for their first game, watching all the other teams play. How happy was he with his team first hit out? Really happy to get the win. Uh, as you mentioned, we've uh, been waiting for a while to play play our first game. So to be able to do that and, and, and walk away with, with maximum points is um, was a great start to our campaign. Um, I, th- I thought Chile were uh, were amazing today, and then we knew that they were going to be up for this game. So uh, we knew that we had to um, grind out a win. Um, it wasn't it wasn't a, um, the prettiest win, but um, that's absolutely fine by me. Skipper Alalatoa touched on the long wait, but just how special is it to play with your Samoan teammates on the Rugby World Cup stage? We. As coach touched on, we've we've been waiting for a long time for this game, and and we talked a lot about um, our preparation of playing in big games. And you can talk about it as much as you want, but nothing actually prepares you until you until you're out there in, uh, in front of that crowd. Uh, so, uh, and and today especially, you know, the the Chileans came in numbers. You know, we had we had our supporters there too, but uh, when they sang the anthem, that was it was quite special to to be a part of that and, and see uh, the support that they had. But at the same time, uh, we knew that they were going to draw energy from that. So um, something that we talked about during the week around big games, but yeah, it's, it's hard to, to mentally prepare for that until you're out there. So uh, we'll definitely be better for it moving forward. And we know Samoa were really badly affected with international rugby, particularly through COVID time. So just how special is it to have the gang back together? Oh, it's massive! It's a massive opportunity. You know, we've got guys in the team that have been in the team from 20, 2016 that have only played twenty test matches. So that that's a bit of an indication as to the games that we get per year. And um, you know, for us, the, the longer we spend together, the better the, the better we are. And you know, I'm sure it's going to be the same at this tournament. You know, the the more time we have together, the the more cohesion we're able to build. And and um, that chemistry as well, so um, as well as playing against uh, tough opposition, so we'll be a lot better for it. And finally, we'll hear from the head coach. Um, and as we know, there's some ex All Blacks and Wallabies in the team. He was asked how important it is and what they bring to the team. Those those, those players that have have, have joined uh, Mansamoa through uh, the eligibility amendment, um, I, I believe, has has strengthened our team because. Uh, as, as a coach, I now have a, a wider pool of players to, to, to select from, and um, you know we have we have a, a 50 test all black that, that that's won a World Cup who knows uh, what it takes to win a World Cup uh, and compete. Uh, in, in our group, we have um, ex All Blacks, ex Wallabies, who, um, uh, who who are passionate about representing. Uh, their, their families and, and, and their Samoan heritage. So 
they only add to the quality of the group, and, and um, uh, they're also joining some some pretty pretty good players that, that we have in the squad as well. So it's it's a really it's a really nice mix, and um, and and you know, they they're just expanding the the breadth of our of our leadership as well, which is which is um, it, it's great for me as a coach. Keep turning my mic on and off, don't I? Um, so yes, forty three ten, uh, Chile. Um, feeling the wrath of the Samoan opening match of the Rugby World Cup. Still to come, we have uh, the post-match out of the Irish camp and the Tongan camp where Ireland won 59-16. to We'll take a new sport and weather. We'll be back with that shortly. Twelve to one every weekday during Rugby World Cup 2023. This is the Rugby World Cup Headline Hour on Afternoons with Staffy. Yes, let's go into the Irish and the Tongan camps first of all. Ireland, Andy Farrell. Uh, he was asked, "Did this performance tick all the boxes?" Oh, I was a bit more than that. We're not into ticking boxes. Um, we, uh, we we like to see and judge ourselves on how we've. Prepare for a tough game, which was which it was always going to be um, against a, a Tongan side that's raring to, to to go with the quality that they've got and the quality in the coaching staff, and you know to get the the, the tournament up and running, there was always going to be a tough challenge for us. But I thought we handled uh, the game and the opponent extremely well, um, even when things weren't going. Too well for us, as in error-wise, etc. I thought, as far as control and territory-wise, I thought we, we 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 controlled the game really well. And once we got a couple of scores up, um, I thought we 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 followed nicely and uh, and c- controlled the game throughout. And during this game, his skipper Johnny Sexton uh, broke the all-time point-scoring record for Ireland. He was asked to comment on Johnny's performance. I think it was fitting that he had he had nine points, hadn't he? He had nine points and equaled the record, hadn't he? Before he scored the try, that's what I was trying to uh, find out with the with uh, Vinny, our, our analyst. And um, two two minutes later, he he, he scored on the post, and you just knew when we got held up and we were set to play that play is something that we, we we obviously practiced during the week and he knows which ones to follow and uh, uh he, he he followed connor uh, really well and it was so fitting that he he, he um he brought the he brought the record uh with a try like that um but what i would say and i've said to to johnny uh, in front of the lads in there that uh i mean he can he can talk for himself but the record's fantastic, but he'd, he'd say that um, uh, that that's his job, etc. Um, but it takes some doing. Uh, but to us, as a as a as a leader, as a player, um, he's a lot more than a point scoring machine. You know, for, for Ireland, how he prepares his team and gets them up for absolutely every game uh, selflessly is more important to I would think him and and certainly and certainly to us. And of course, the man himself, Johnny Sexton, was asked to comment on breaking the record by scoring a try. I was just happy to, to score the try. Um, I think if you, one of the lads said it to me under the post, and um, I actually thought I might have got it on the kick before, but um, 
Look, I, th I think it's, it's something when you retire and you finish, you can look back on and, and be very proud. I think uh, my little boy will be over the moon. He was talking about it uh, during the week and um, probably means more to him. Um, he'll chase it down now. Um, and so the other tens, you know, it's there to be broken now and um, I'm sure some young guys will be will be eyeing it up. And uh, look, I'm very proud to, to, to do it, but tonight was more about uh, getting the win and, and moving on to what's such a massive game now uh, this week. And Andy Farrell, the coach, was asked uh, two games in, will Ireland need to be better ahead of playing South Africa? Um. Uh... Well, I would hope we 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 will be better um, because we'll, we'll we'll certainly need to be um, playing against a fantastic side in in South Africa. But two two games under the belt is good for us. Um, you know, I, I I felt for Tonga a, a little bit in the sense that they didn't get to play last week, and I think uh, once you got the first game out of the, out of the way, that you 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 find your rhythm better, and it certainly looked like that from from our point of view. Hopefully that rolls on um, uh, to another level on, on the third week um, because, um, I mean, this is this is what World Cups are all about, uh, weeks that are coming um, against the Reading World Champions. It doesn't really get any better, you know, and it's one thing for sure. You know that the Irish are going to turn up and enjoy it as well. Uh, so it's a fantastic week to look forward to. And in that game, Ireland um, scored points off set piece, which is a dying breed in world rugby, it seems, sometimes. So Johnny Sexton was asked about the quality of that set piece. Yeah, you know, I thought the line-out was excellent tonight. Um, scrum as well. We got a lot of uh, territory and field position from the set piece. And uh, the guys executed brilliantly, um, which was great. Um, so yeah, the fours laid the, the platform, and uh, we we got a couple of nice uh, tries in both halves of uh, first phase or well, second phase. Um, so I was very pleasing with that. Of course, Johnny Sexton's had quite a bit of time away from rugby, just sort of returning at the beginning of the World Cup. He was asked if he felt he was truly ready for South Africa, having been out for so long. Well, like I said uh, before, the Romania game, uh, the proof will be next Saturday. Um, if I'm in good form, uh, that that's you got to go and do it in the games. No point in saying you're you're feeling good or whatever. You know, I just take it day by day. Make sure I recover well. Uh, turn up to training Monday, Tuesday, and and try and help put the the plan in place to like to take on the like I said already the the reigning world champions. They've hit a great vein of form, and uh, it's going to be a huge challenge for us, but one that we are uh, really excited about, and uh, hopefully we'll be ready for it. And of course, on that theme I was talking about just a little bit earlier, Andy Farrell asked about uh, Tonga, one of the tier two nations. Does he feel that Tonga's ready for more tier one rugby? Well, the more opportunities to play in bigger games, that the, the, the better the, 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 they're going to be. And I would think that this game tonight is going to benefit them massively for, for, the, for, the, for the games that they've got coming ahead. I know that they, speaking to them, they would have loved to have had a tier one uh, nation to play in a, in a warm-up game, but that wasn't to be. Um, so they'll, they'll learn a lot from tonight, I, w I would have thought, and, um, and understand, understand uh, what it's like in the, in, in the World Cup playing, playing against tier one, tier one nations and give the best version of themselves for, for the next couple of weeks. So there we go. There's the thoughts out of the Irish camp. We shall take a break. We'll go inside the... 
Tongan camp where Tautai Kefu and Ben Tamia Funa fronted the press. Uh, we're also just trying to get you a couple of thoughts out of the Fijian team as well on that wonderful win over Australia. Um, and thanks for your text, Chris. We're hunting it. It was quite late coming out, so we'll try and get something for you as well. But a quick break, and then we'll have a listen to the Tongan reaction to that result. Uh, we do have a lot of good texts coming in. I, I'm not ignoring you, fine folk. Um, I will get to them. Uh, I really wanted to get all of these clips out to you, though. Uh, so Tonga on the back of a 59-16 loss to Ireland. Totai Kefu. Um, he was asked, was the loss bigger than expected? Yeah, I thought so. Like, I don't think there is 60 team, 60 point team better than us. Um, but you know, we were our worst enemy. We made some poor execution mistakes some poor decisions which um, which probably inflated the score more than we would have liked but you lose by 10 you lose by 50 it's you still lose he was asked was it potentially the pressure put on by Ireland or the lack of preparation for your team they're a, they're a really good team um, you know they pressured us uh, in the air on the ground um, you know, they're, they're a really complete team. And we've seen this team evolve over the last 12 months and, and you know, they're a, they're a high-quality team. That's why they're number one in the world. So tonight, too good for us. Yep, too good. And um, you get a week to prepare for another one. So how does he respond and prepare for the next game? Yeah, look, I think, I, I think the effort was actually quite good from our guys. Um, just poor execution, um, poor reads in defence. Let some let some tries in on first phase, which is you know, um, it, which is an easy fix, but really poor execution at the time or decision making. Um, look, we've just got all oh, what's we've got to flush it, take the positives, learn from it, uh, and move on. Um, you know, if we play like that again. Um, I'm sure Scotland will put plenty on us, so we certainly don't want that. So, um, you know, we'll, I'll go have a look at the game, dissect it, uh, we'll learn from it, take the positives and move on. We've got to move on quickly. And, of course, Skipper, who's been playing in France for a while now, former chief, uh, Ben Tamefuna, um, he was asked, does not regularly playing Tier 1 nations affect your performance? Yeah, uh, 100%. I feel if we're exposed to this kind of rugby and at this type of, um, at this level, um, I think the last game was against a top nation was against England 2001, uh, like two years ago, I think. So um, it was quite a while back that we get to test ourselves against uh, the tier one nations. And um, we're not using an excuse. Um, just like Coach said, we'll want to take the positives out of this. And I'm still proud of my boys. Um, we, we played our hearts out. We didn't give up. And we played right to the end. And Ben Tamafuna finally was asked, uh, what makes Ireland so hard to play against? I think, the, personally, I think they, they do the small things very well. Um, you know, just the small, small micro skills, um, just little 1% things that, you know, you don't see on camera or, or you know, or, or see the flash, flashy stuff. Um, they just do those really small things well and, um, you know, heads to them, you know. We've just had, we haven't had, that was our first game. Um, you know, they've had, we had one under the belt and they know what it's like to be at this level and we're looking forward to Scotland. And we've been into um, the interweb to try and find uh, 
some celebratory type phrases from the head coach, Simon Raibalui from Fiji, but he was very measured, very, very calm. Um, one thing we will play to you, he was, he was asked about, um, they had a few errors in the, in the second half and, and just their, their second half performance. Yeah, I think the boys wanted to keep us on the edge of the seat. <laughs> and uh, it was, uh, we wanted to continue to play and uh, play to win. Um, I thought the boys were outstanding today. Uh, set piece was good. You know, the carries were good. Uh, Bex, the, the 19th, carried, uh, controlled the game well. So it was it was a good, a good win against a very good uh, Australian team. Um, so we could have easily got distracted last week uh, with the loss, but the boys applied themselves, uh, trained well all week, prepared themselves, and uh, it was it was uh, the, the result was a direct uh, relation to the, the progression that the boys put in. So that's about as ecstatic as he got. Um, Captain K is on deck with me today. Of Sammy Hewitt called the Australia Fiji game this morning. So uh, thanks for coming off the bench and returning to your spiritual home, Captain K, in the afternoons. Uh, thank you for finding that for us. Um, <clears throat> some of your text messages, let's have a look at them. Uh, from Brendan, afternoon staff, what a great weekend of sport. The ABs were pretty good. Liam Lawson, bloody good. And Foxy, how good? And you can't forget Fiji was a great win. Five more sleeps. Bring on the Warriors. Can't wait. Uh, But it'll be very, very tough against the mighty Broncos. It's going to be another step up, isn't it? Uh, From Mark, staff, on Friday I had 105 bucks in my TAB account and I put my bets on for Saturday, uh, for Saturday racing, and I had $5 left on Foxy at 65s. Not bad. What's that, 325 did you do that, Maths? Yeah, 325. Up the Waz from Mark. Good punting, mate. Good punting. Uh, Chris, yeah, mate, Foxy was fantastic, but the Waz, wow, what a weekend. Yes, so many good things to be happy about. Um, from Matt, the Tongan performance was a low light for the Cup so far, Steph. They got beaten up up front and then waved the white flag. Irish intensity for the 80 was fantastic. Yet you, you get performances like the Irish can just absolutely blunt you. Absolutely blunt you. And I think there's a similarity in what Ireland did to Tonga with what the Warriors did to the Knights. Just just suffocated them. Our defence just absolutely suffocated them. Um, so just so much, so much good stuff over the weekend. And who's that? That's Dan says, Ireland... They're in the final. I'm putting my house on it. How good's how good's that Ireland South Africa game going to be though? It's like a mini World Cup final in a in a roundabout way. Um, I must actually look. Actually, instead of looking, um, someone out there will know. Can can they meet in the final? Because I think they swap over at quarter final time, don't they? They they go to opposite sides and then re meet in the final. I don't know whether that can happen or not. I must must have to do my uh, logic. Right, our last break before the news. Got a text here from Chris. I was saying, could South Africa and Ireland meet in the final, given the complexities of the draw? Chris has said, yes, they can meet in the final, but it's going to be the All Blacks in France. Really? Look, this is the great thing about this Rugby World Cup. It is harder to pick than a broken nose. It is, it is so, so tricky. And you can't say with any surety 
Like, I'm pretty confident South Africa will make the final, but I can't say I'm a hundy. Or Ireland, or the All Blacks, or France. I do think it's one of those four now. Uh, sorry, two of those four will meet in the final. I did have Australia for a while, but they're on the wane. I think they will bounce back and probably beat Wales. That group is going to be fascinating with Fiji, Wales and Australia. They could all conceivably lose a match um, or finish on equal points. Um, yeah, it's a, fast, it's a great Rugby World Cup for stories and permutations, isn't it? Right, we're coming up to one o'clock. Straight after the one o'clock news, we're going to link up with Junior Officer Tanu.